Welcome back into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast. SV Ernest. So. <laughs> it is Friday. We are here to get you through your work day and get you off on a good note into your weekend. Jill and Josh are here. Going to talk some NFL, get into a little MLB news and notes as well. But before we do, Jill, I got a fun question of the day for you today. So. Got to set it up a little bit, as usual. You you are a professional golfer on the PGA Tour. It is the Sunday round of the tournament. Would you rather get a hole-in-one at 16 at Augusta in contention? So you're in contention for a win, hole-in-one 16 at Augusta. Or you're not in contention at the Waste Management Open and get a hole-in-one on 16 there with everybody going nuts. man. Okay. Well, I think it probably depends on my bank account. (laughs) Uh, In terms of... If if bank account is irrelevant... Yeah, I'll just say bank account's irrelevant here. So, I mean, but you are in... It's not saying that you're going to win at Augusta, but... You're in contention there with a chance to put on the elusive green jacket, or you can send the crowd into an absolute uproar. No, it's it's got to be the Masters, man. It's imagine imagine having that opportunity to to put on to put on that green jacket. Such an such an elusive group. I mean, hey, your boy, <laughs> my boy, Zach Johnson. <laughs> Like he's got a green jacket, I might as well wear one too. No, uh, I like okay. So winning, making if if I were to ace one at the Masters on sixteen, then and 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 being ah, it depends. <laughs> if I were if I were to win it, if I were to end up winning the Masters. Then I would obviously take that hole in one. But if I didn't holding one at the waste management would be the coolest thing ever. That's a tough one. Uh, it it depends. Like if I end up losing in the Masters, waste management all day. Yeah. No, I think like you had touched on. I. Th- I think I'd rather have the 16 at Augusta in contention with a chance to put on that jacket because you're not ever going to get too many chances to be in contention on a no. Sunday at the Masters. But, man, that <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It was It's a tough choice, though, because that scene this year at the Waste Management on both Saturday and Sunday with the hole-in-ones was Dude, absolutely insane. Insane! But... Yeah, I, 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 I generally probably... Like, my personality fits the waste management hole in one waste management. <laughs> you probably would have picked up yeah. like five of those beers on your way to the green and started chugging and, and them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's probably that's probably where I land. Although, if I had a chance of winning the Masters at the same time, that's that's insane. And obviously, the Masters that's the number one tournament. On the course or on the uh, you know golf schedule throughout oh, yeah. golf Big time. So, 
God, that's that's yeah. I, I I would have a damn good time though if I hit if I if I were to <clears throat> if I were to hit uh at waste management if I were to hit Absolutely. one if I were to hit you know <laughs> ace ace that hole. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. We'll be the first thing that pops up. If you want to check out Gel on socials, you can find him at Das Gel. That's at D-A-S-J-E-L. I can be found at Das JPEC. That's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Send us in any questions you have. We guarantee that we will answer them for you on Guarantee! <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. And uh, send us in a screenshot of that review. Get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. Gel, what are you sipping on on this fine Friday? I have this sweet-ass nectar, baby. Dallas Blonde. You suck. Leftovers. (laughs) I... What do you mean I suck? I am... Also sipping on a Dallas Blonde because I brought me a 12-pack back from the Big D via the airplane. So, cheers to that. Social. Second time, I believe, on the podcast. Ayo. Yeah, had to. That's always a must when I go down to Dallas is make sure I bring a suitcase big enough to bring back a 12-pack. So, (laughs) It's 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 so fucking oh, yeah. good. It's crazy. Highly recommend if you are in Dallas area to pick up a twelve pack or go visit the brewery. Pretty cool spot as well. The brew the brewery is actually like super dope. Yeah. Like you should go check out the brewery. A lot of fun. And there's a prob there's a barbecue joint within a long walking distance. It's like maybe a ten minute from the walk. brewery. 15, yeah. You think so? Yeah, 15, f- probably 15, 20 minute walk. It's the best brewery in Texas. Yeah. So, that at least that I've had. Hashtag so. not a sponsor, but we would gladly be a sponsor. <laughs> but so that is our honest, to honest ha- opinion. Pecan Lodge, yeah. your <laughs> free, free promo. And Deep Ellen Brewery. Absolutely. And Deep Ellen Brewery. All right, Jill. He just can't seem to get out of our news. It is Urban Meyer time once again. And this time there was a report that came out from, I believe it was coaching staff, former players, that he didn't know who Aaron Donald or Debo Samuel were and had talked to one of his coaches prior to a matchup against the Rams saying, who is this 99 guy on the other team? I... I'm 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 confused by this. So, did he never recruit either of these guys, or know that they were prospects? Because he obvious he was always hunting after five star guys, four star guys out of out of high school, three star guys. Maybe 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 uh, Aaron Donald and Debo weren't super high you know, highly recruited guys out of high school. I just don't understand how he doesn't know these names. It's absolutely mind-boggling if this is actually true and it's not just some charade Urban was doing, joking around or anything like that. But, I mean, how can you not know? Debo maybe because he did just really break out this last year. 
I've known about him for a while. He was no, on my fantasy but, but, teams, but, but still, I mean, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now. And Aaron Donald, I mean, well, how I mean, have you said, not heard of Aaron Donald? He's been arguably the best defensive player in the league for the last, what, six years? <laughs> he's the best defensive player since Lawrence yeah. Taylor. Like, where do you... What? He said that he... He also said that he did... He apparently told... Shad Khan or whoever he interviewed with that he'd done a deep dive on the NFL <laughs> for six months during his interview. That's what he said. But he doesn't know who Aaron Donald is. So he just what did he do? He just skimmed over the the top layer and just did a deep dive for all the backups. <laughs> like what? What? What is this? What is this? Urban, you're, he's done. Do you think, oh my God. (laughs) Do you think Urban has a chance to do, try to do like a, uh, like a Rick Pitino thing where Urban goes back into a small school? If he ever wants to coach again, I doubt he's going to want to coach again. Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't think so either with everything that's come out from him the last year. Or so I don't I don't know, maybe a small school that's trying to get back on the map and get some recruits in. I don't I don't know if I I wouldn't want my program to hire him, especially for his track record of he gets you back to winning ways and then dips out. He's and clearly just, not going back to the no, NFL. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. But college I mean, there's so many college football teams. There's chances are somebody probably will at some point in time, but I wouldn't. He's <laughs> what an idiot and just what an absolute clown show he is and brought to Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville was already the clowns of the <laughs> NFL and he made them even worse somehow, which is More absolutely cl- insane. Yes. <laughs> All they need is Jadavion. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Like that a lot. <laughs> Pat myself on the back on that yeah. one. No, I no, for, but but for real. Like if you're Urban, like he went up. He literally went up and said to his coaching staff, "Like who's this eighty-eight or who's this ninety-nine guy here? We're gonna have issues with him." Yeah, he's the best player in football. <laughs> he's the best defensive player in football. Like yeah. You're going to probably have some fucking issues. Thanks a lot, Urban. Rural Meyer. Go back to your... Go back home. Love that. That is for now ever his name on this show. So hopefully that's the last time we'll be talking about Rural Meyer for a little bit. Moving on to Atlanta. Matt Ryan is no longer with the Falcons. He... Maddie melted ice. Yes, Maddie melted ice. <laughs> Moving up. <laughs> Maybe it'll refreeze up in some colder weather up in Indianapolis during <laughs> the winter. But the Falcons moved his contract bonus around to Monday to try and see if they could end up moving him. He was due $7.5 million. And they were rumored to be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And his trade market fired up a little bit more once Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland. And... Colts ended up picking up Matt Ryan, and he is now the starting quarterback in Indianapolis. Thoughts there? It seems like that's the Colts' MO now is to find uh, <laughs> washed-up quarterbacks and bring him in for a season or two. 
Well, so they they just sent over a third, correct? Yeah, believe so. Was it Washington's? It eh, doesn't matter. Yeah, so they're gonna be going on their sixth quarterback in six seasons this year, uh, bringing in Matty Ice. I I I I I'm I'm stuck to where I to like how I think or where I think they end up landing in the AFC South going into this season. I do I I think Matt Ryan probably is as sad as it sounds is an upgrade from Carson yeah, Wentz. No, I would agree there. And the and they still have obviously Jonathan Taylor and a badass defense, but their offensive line graded really poorly last season in the bottom like fourth like the bottom quarter of the NFL and that's 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 with Quentin Nelson so the rest of that <laughs> offensive line must have been absolute dog shit mulch so that was that and I go back, so then I so then I sit back and I look at what Matty Ice had in Atlanta. He had better weapons than he has in Indy between Ridley and Pitts. Ridley, I mean, you know, kind of half half the season last yep. season. Uh, not a great offensive line in Atlanta, but. What he does gain going to Indy is obviously Jonathan Taylor, great running game, and a and a way way better defense than Atlanta had. So I I, I guess it's it's still for me it's probably still maybe a little bit of a battle for the division between Indy and uh, Tennessee. But for Tennessee, I, I I still think I still feel like Tennessee probably maybe they should still be the division favorites. I mean, it's not like you know, is Matt Ryan really a huge difference maker? I, I don't think so. Maybe maybe they maybe Indy can get back to eleven wins where they can get into one of those wild card spots and compete for the division where they couldn't with Carson. But how far do you see? Indy going with Matt Ryan at this point. I mean, the dude was the dude's old. <laughs> He's old. Yeah, we've seen some drop off just in the last couple of years with Atlanta. Granted, like you had touched on, Ridley was suspended for or not suspended, but took a leave last year for a good chunk of it. He had Pitts and Cordy P somehow came out of nowhere to help that team. If he didn't have his season, they would have been absolute trash last year, but I agree. He's he's definitely an upgrade over Carson Wentz, but you touched on that line is not good and he's not mobile. So that's very scary <laughs> to have a quarterback behind a not great Dang. offensive line. But like you said, he's got Jonathan Taylor. That's the bread and butter of the Colts offense. That's going to be the focal point there. So if Matt Ryan and um, Michael Pittman can take another step, that would help out greatly. I wanted to touch on this uh, kind of off the cuff here, Gel, but do you see this as a potential landing spot for Julio? He got cut by Tennessee. You could reunite him with Matt Ryan and throw him opposite Michael Pittman. Do you see the Colts doing that at all? Feels feels like a pretty obvious fit, I guess. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I don't know what the cap situation yeah, I don't is either off the top in Indy. But at the same time, you know, given that Julio was cut, you could sign him for five mil and and or you know eight mil and make it work. Just comes down to you know Julio being healthy. There's no, there's no, nobody's questioning Julio's talent. It's just about him remaining healthy, which he has not no, lately, <laughs> not for quite some time. Speaking of former Falcons, Marcus Mariota is now headed to the Atlanta Falcons to be their starting quarterback. But I don't know. This is just kind of minor. Do you do you see this being a sticking point for Marcus Mariota? He's reunited with Arthur Smith, who he played under in Tennessee. But I don't know. He's been the Raiders. We backup. saw we saw what he we saw what he was in Tennessee. Yeah. So which was not great. Not great, Bob. Below average. <laughs> You've seen flashes with Derek Carr out of the lineup in Las Vegas where Marcus Mariota was serviceable, looked halfway decent, but we've seen that a lot with different backup quarterbacks. Colt McCoy did that for Arizona this last year, but nobody's looking to get, make him their starting <laughs> quarterback at all. So well, I just there, I there's, a, there's a difference between a guy coming in as a backup Versus a guy like that you really don't prepare for versus a guy that's your starter that you 100% prepare for. I think that this Mariota move means that they're going QB hunting in the first round. That's what I was going to touch on next and transition over. So go ahead. Well, I stole your transition. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I think I think this is the Malik Willis destination right now. No, that would be an ideal fit there, and I agree completely with that. The Falcons, Marcus Mariota is not your long-term answer at all, so I see this as just kind of a transitioning quarterback for that franchise while they try and let somebody learn behind him and what better prospect to learn <laughs> have learned from um, is Malik Willis. He can sit there and no pressure to throw him in with Marcus Mariota starting right away. I can have a lot of pressure to put Willis into the game, especially if he's a project. He gave Mariota a two-year deal, which not significant money, so you can cut him after the first year and move on and transition to Willis. But they definitely, to me, are going to go and grab a quarterback in that first round and does this make it look kind of silly then grabbing Pitts last year instead of a quarterback with the quarterback class this year compared to last year? Or do you like the Mariota potential Malik Willis combo over, I guess, a, could have grabbed Justin Fields last year? Granted, they wouldn't have Kyle Pitts, but I I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more torn on this um, that because before I would have said, yeah, they had to grab Fields. But keep in mind that Atlanta's still eating all of Matt Ryan's contract. So yeah, they had a lot of dead space on that. That's I think the most in NFL history. It was like like thirty some million, I think, wasn't it? Thirty eight mil, I believe. So they're still eating a ton of that cap space. They'd be stuck in that, you know, with all that cap space, or with, you know, all that cap space burned and have Matt Ryan be a backup quarterback last year. I don't think that would have been, you know, that that probably wouldn't have worked. 
I'm good if they can, if they do this right, where they can do Malik Willis with Mariota. I think that's okay. I think, you know, and, and maybe, you know, it's a two-year deal for Mariota. What if Mariota goes out and shows he's, you know, he's getting back onto that turf in Atlanta Maybe he gets back on that turf and he just balls the F out like he did in college. I don't see that happening, but maybe he can. And no, I, I don't, I don't see, I, I'm good with what the Falcons, honestly, I'm good with what the Falcons have done so far right now. I, I, I think Pitts was the right pick because he could be Vernon Davis or better 2.0, you know, Vernon Davis 2.0 or better. And Vernon Davis, he transformed that San Fran. He he made such a huge difference on that San Francisco team. I'm I'm I think I'm kind of totally on board with what the Falcons are doing right now. Yeah, no, I I agree completely with that. I'm fine with what they did. They would have eaten even more contract, I believe, from Matt Ryan last year. So, and it was like 48 yeah, million just last year. Or insane. Something. I think the only the only thing they're probably kicking themselves for, which they had no idea at the time, is they probably would have ended up drafting Jamar Chase over Kyle Pitts if they had to do it again with the Ridley situation and then Julio gone and that's a all gr- of that. I agree but, with uh, that. No. <laughs> but the question I well, asked, hey, that's a- I, it. Okay, did Pitts have the quietest 1,000-yard yeah. season ever? Yeah. Well, just there was no touchdowns. I, like, that's why. He was racking up the yards like, but had hardly any touchdowns. Hello, Julio. Right. Same exact thing where he would rack up like 1,600 yards. Four touchdowns. And like four <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> Something like something's going on in Atlanta. <laughs> something's in that water. Oh, before before we, I know we're about to move on to something else. Really quick. Russell Gage to Tampa probably going to be the number three now that's pretty is there that's a that's kind of a significant loss for atlanta (laughs) because who do they have at receiver now yeah no that's nothing they literally nothing nothing. (laughs) tajay sharp (laughs) as your one i don't think that's gonna work yeah no it's going to be bad in Atlanta this year. Sorry if you are an Atlanta Falcons fan listening to this. <laughs> moving from uh, one of their rivals, to moving from Atlanta over to New Orleans, Jameis Winston is going to be returning again to the Saints. I feel like they should just sign him long-term at this point in time to a couple million dollar contract a season, but uh, is what it is there. So Saints have their quarterback now. Saw the Colts transition over from Carson Wentz. Marcus Mariota looks like at this point in time he's going to be starting for the Falcons. What do you see left with the quarterback market now, Joe? We've got Seattle, Carolina. Throw the hey Seattle. Seattle has this year's MVP and Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, but Carolina, the Panthers redid CMC's deal, free up five million dollars of cap space. So throw them into the mix. Obviously, they're not happy with Sam Darnold. 
New York Giants probably going to be transitioning off of Daniel Jones, so they could be somebody that's in the market, maybe to draft somebody at some point. But okay, but you... but look look at the, look at the Giants right now. I mean, Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. Can they really bring in a third guy not, that's questionable? Unless you're flipping I, Daniel I, Jones for somebody else, which nobody wants him, but. I don't. So, do you yeah. see the only quarterback needy teams then? Just Seattle and Carolina? Is that pretty much it? Because if that's the case, if I'm Carolina looking to move away, I mean, maybe you throw Pittsburgh into the mix to have somebody in case Trubisky doesn't do anything. But if it's just down to Seattle and Carolina, Carolina's got a let, lot of leverage if they like Jimmy Garoppolo at all, because I highly doubt San Francisco's going to trade him in the division to Seattle. So, that to me is the only destination left, which. San Francisco obviously saw a lot of quarterback needy teams, but this has been the most crazy quarterback market I can remember since I've been alive. So it definitely took a hit for San Francisco in regards to getting rid of Jimmy G. What do you think about the Lions where the Lions, I mean, Green Bay is not going to be even close to who they've been without Devontae. Yes, they can replace they can replace Devontae with, you know, see if you get lucky with grabbing a Lave in the draft. See if you get lucky with grabbing a, a Pickens in the second round. Something like that. But knowing Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't really like to, like I said in the previous episode, it, it tends to take him multiple years to really trust another receiver. Then we go to Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, absolutely loaded skill positions. But Kirk Cousins, Chicago. Is a mess. <laughs> what is it with Justin Fields? What do you, I mean, I'm not saying Detroit, if they got Baker, they should be a favorite to win that division. But if they got Baker, I would think, I think that's an upgrade from Goff. And this is the most open that the NFC North has been for a long time. Do you think Detroit should even should throw a flag at him? Do you, do, do you consider, okay, first off, do you consider Baker to be an upgrade over Goff? And secondly, would that be enough for them to at least compete for the division? I don't think it would be enough to compete for the division. Minnesota and Green Bay are still the ones that, are the favorites to win the division there. Maybe if he is in the form from two years ago, maybe he's an upgrade over Goff, but I don't I don't know if it's that significant. I think at this point in time, Detroit's just going to work with what they have in hopes that they do what Detroit usually does and get a top 10 pick and end up having access to one of the premier quarterbacks they're going to be come out in, coming out of next year's draft. So if I'm Detroit... I don't know. I, I don't even know if I would go for Baker or Jimmy G just with the money you're going to have to have tied up there. And I think I'd just roll out with Jared Goff. You can cut ties with him after this year and hope that you have a top 10 pick and maybe have a chance at some of the guys coming out next year. Yeah, I think I'd probably sit there with you, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, we've seen how aggressive so many teams have been. Do we like how many teams are just like, yep, yeah, we're good. Just sitting here and waiting. 
we don't really see that that much anymore. I think everybody's seen with how aggressive the Rams were. It's it paid off. Same thing with Tampa. How aggressive they were with with franchise or with with veterans with franchise players. I think it's I think every team now is saying let's go for it now. I'm not saying that Baker's going to get the Lions to the NFC or uh the uh, NFC North title, but is it not worth it? I mean, send a sixth for Baker. What else are you going to do with that money either? There's no free agents going there. Yeah, I don't know, but even it's receiving core of the talent that's in Detroit right now. I mean, you have DeAndre Swift, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds got re-signed to a contract, but you got TJ Hawkinson. But I don't know. Their defense isn't as good as Cleveland's was, and Baker really wasn't getting Cleveland to the playoffs outside of that one year. So I don't I don't know. I think it says a lot, too, that granted Davis Mills had a great year last year, but I think it says a lot, too, when Baker Mayfield wasn't even involved in that Deshaun Watson trade and getting sent back to Houston at all, that they didn't want him and just wanted draft picks instead. I w- would you would who would you rather roll with Baker or Davis Mills? <laughs> I per like if if I were Houston, I'd rather roll with Davis Mills. No, that's Mills. what I'm seeing. So and I guess then where would Jared Goff sit? in that grouping then that if you're saying like, is he an upgrade there? I don't, I guess I don't know if he really is. I think I'd rather have Jared Goff at this point. If you're, if you're, if you're the lines, you could sell, Hey, we have two number one, (laughs) number one overall picks at quarterback. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe the lions would do that. (laughs) It's the Lions, but no, I don't, I don't know. I think if there's any more movement at all on the quarterback front, as far as guys that are currently in the league, Jimmy G makes sense to Carolina. And if Baker's going to move it all, I I think it's to Seattle, which I don't know that I'd be that crazy for him up there, but we'll see. That's pretty much all I can see. Maybe Detroit kicks the tires, but I don't, I don't know. It'll be, I'm I'm not saying that they, that they will, but I think that, or, or if Detroit goes and sends a second over for Jimmy G, why not? Have golf be your backup, and yeah, you're gonna be pouring a shit ton of money. <laughs> you're gonna have like into that QB shit. situation. Yeah, you're gonna have like but fifty dude, plus million tied into the quarterbacks. This is the most wide open the NFC North has been in how long? I mean, like at least six years if not a decade why not go balls to the walls on it yeah no it'll be it'll be interesting to see what ends up shaking out here but we got the draft coming up so maybe now it's might not see some movement until after the draft with teams just kind of regrouping now and just saying hey let's uh let's see what we can get in the draft see if somebody falls to us speaking of say hey (laughs) how about show hey Otani, <laughs> yeah, who that? No, he uh, sounds like there's going to be a new major league baseball rule. We got Shohei Otani rule, so that pretty much is going to be if he is pitching that game and in the DH spot batting. Once he is removed from the game as a pitcher, 
he can still stay in that DH role and bat the remaining portion of the game. So before they'd have to move him out similar to how the National League does when you take the pitcher out of the lineup. So definitely makes it interesting for teams that maybe even have a halfway decent hitting pitcher that maybe their position players just kind of need a rest day. You can keep that pitcher in the lineup and let him bat. But this is huge for the Angels and an absolute huge <laughs> Huge rule for them to help them out with Shohei and not have him have to come out of the lineup too as one of their big bats. I was really surprised at first. So, like, I I absolutely love the move. I actually didn't know that this rule existed where you couldn't just move a pitcher straight into the DH spot. I got screwed in the MLB The Show... (laughs) (laughs) trying to make that move. Just a personal story. (laughs) Um, But I I think at this point, this is a rule that needed to be implemented. Uh, This isn't the first... Shohei isn't the first guy that isn't the first player that's going to be a two-way player. We also have Hunter Green, who is an upcoming prospect for the Reds, who this dude can throw like 102 and can play shortstop. So he's going to be doing... He probably won't play shortstop in the majors. Sounds like he's just going to pitch, but this dude can still hit. So this is a move that that Major League Baseball needed to make, and, and I'm really glad they did, especially to help out with, you know, to make Shohei a bigger star than he currently is. No, I, I like it too, and it, it makes sense to me. And again, we we want baseball to be enjoyable for the average fan to watch. Obviously, we've talked numerous times. You and I are diehard baseball fans where we tune into every game, but Big time. this definitely helps for getting fans involved and seeing Shohei out time. there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but no, I, I like this rule, and it's something that – Major League Baseball really hasn't had to address because we haven't had anybody that is like Shohei Otani ever. I mean, maybe Babe Ruth, but <laughs> I mean that was way back when. Yeah, okay. so, but even in the meantime, I mean, Bumgarner wasn't too bad of a hitter, but if they had the DH in the National League, there's no way he's batting. Maybe a pinch hit appearance or something once in a while, but this Which is the only – yeah, we did, but uh, – no, I, I like this move a lot. It's cool to see baseball getting away a little bit from like the traditional how it was and adjusting to times and making the game better for everybody. Another rule that they're going to be sticking with as well is that the Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner is going to be staying in extra innings, so starting in the 10th inning, you get that runner on second to help speed up the game. They had talked about letting the 10th inning just play out as normal and then starting the ghost runner in the 11th. That's kind of the way I was leaning on it, but ultimately I'm I'm fine with it. We, the season's 162 games long. We're trying to save some of these pitchers' arms so you're not having guys going through Tommy John surgery, getting stints on the IL, and I don't know. It It is what it is, but I, I think it's the right move for Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm 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 good with it. I I would have liked the eleventh inning. I agreed with with that. That would have been perfect for me. Eleventh uh, inning and beyond, where you have that ghost runner starting on second. But 
I'm not gonna this is this is one of the things that about baseball that I'm not gonna just sit here and bitch about. <laughs> so no. ultimate ultimately I'm okay with it. Um it it really does add immediate action to the game. You know, especially once you get into extras. Why not? I mean, you see you see it again, you see it in NHL where they they will shrink the or they'll shrink the number of players where they go three on three. That's you know, people are like, oh, this isn't baseball. Uh you know, you have to earn your way to second base. What about hockey where they just literally cut out two people from each team? Is this not hockey? And I love watching yeah, it's not- overtime too. It's exciting because there's a lot more scoring yeah. opportunities. So Dude, I mean I mean think about think about if if you're if you're just watch you know, casually watching baseball, you know, you're at a sports bar or something, and it's like, okay, tenth inning's coming up, guy's gonna be on second, you know there's gonna be action right away. That's that's what MLB needs to do. I'm I'm total I I'm all I'm all for it. I, I think eleventh inning is probably my preference. If it's a tenth inning, I'm not going to complain too much. Well, and it's nice, too, just to kind of speed up the game, especially for families that are at the game. Go out to the ballpark and it's getting to be that time where it's kids' bedtime and you know that, oh, man, who knows how many innings this is going to go for. Odds are it's not going to go to near as many innings anymore with there being the runner on second right off the bat. So, But... uh, Right off, right the, off bat. the bat. Right off the bat. You betcha. <laughs> All right. Um, I think the only other thing I wanted to throw out there, Gel, just a reminder, last night, you're listening to this on Friday, but last night United States played Mexico in World Cup qualifying. This is the last round of World Cup qualifying. Current table, Canada's got 25 points, USA 21, Mexico 21, Panama 17. And the United States has to play Mexico, Panama, (laughs) and Costa Rica, all teams right at the top of the table. So this is huge. United States missed out on the World Cup last time around. So hopefully we can get some points, get back into Qatar later on. It's always so nerd. It's always, and and we, like, the U.S. should always take care of business against Mexico. Like, it feels, it feels like, we should, but we always have a huge problem. Yeah, against we've Mexico. had their number the last couple tournaments, but they've they've got a ton of great players. Yeah, but, the, but down they, there they too. kicked us. They kicked us out in uh out in twenty. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Six. Remember twenty twenty. I guess twenty. I don't know when this COVID schedule has me <laughs> all sorts of screwed off. up. Yeah, but hopefully they can. Uh, Get on the right track here because it's always fun watching them play in the World Cup and make a little run there and get a little soccer in. Haven't gotten some soccer action in in a while, Joe. Any uh, other news topics you want to bring up before we round out the show here? Are you a uh, good closing out? Let's close our son. All right. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Be the first thing that pops up. You can follow Gel at Das Gel. I can be found at Das JPEG. Send us in any questions, comments, concerns you have. We'll be happy to answer back or answer them on the show. 
Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us in a screenshot of that review. We'll get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. Joe, where can you listen to us at? So delicious. <laughs> Swag time. Uh, hit us up on our presenting sponsor, Anchor, uh, both a web, both uh, on the web browser, anchor.fm, or on our present, or, or on the, the app the store, boat. Apple. <laughs> Just, it's great. Uh, Anchor on the Apple App Store, Anchor on the Google Play Store. They allow us to present all of our goodness to you for free on the uh on apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, and google pods make sure to subscribe rate and review take a screenshot of that written review send it to us on our socials we will hook you up with some free swagalicious dead arm sports action yes we will all right, again, appreciate everybody out there listening. If you could tell a friend, that would be much appreciated. If you enjoy the show, odds are a few people you know probably will as well, and we would appreciate getting the word out so we can get you even more content. We will be back towards the beginning of next week, recap the Dell match play, recap the crazy weekend of March Madness coming up. But, uh, again, hope everybody out there has a great weekend, and Jell, close us out. We're up and out, Mike Trout. We'll